And my name is Khadija. In this episode, we're going to talk about men's mental health because June is coming to an end and it's important to talk about such a issue that isn't really talked about that much. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's definitely something that's definitely just like an overcast. Like we talk about it briefly. We mention it briefly. I don't even think a lot of people even mention it briefly, honestly. So, yeah, they just keep it moving. They really do, because I feel like a lot of the time um, society focuses on our emotions, especially because like we are women and people talk about the fact that a lot of the time we as women, we don't really have a break with our emotions. If it's not hormones, it's the food that we're eating. If it's not that, it's being pregnant. And it's just like society focuses more on our emotions because our bodies are you know, just in constant turmoil almost. But I feel like even with that, like that doesn't mean you just eliminate and dismiss another man's emotions just because he isn't a woman. But I also think it's because men aren't vocal about it. Yeah. Like women, like if something's wrong with a female, we pretty much, like if, if a sis is hangry, you know she's angry. Exactly. If girl's not feeling well, you know she's not feeling well. I feel like guys tend to mask and like just shove it all down and then it's going to be something that just tips the whole iceberg off and it's going to be an explosion you ever seen a dude just spaz out crazy it's just kind of like a lot of the time guys just bottle up their emotions and they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to because society tells them that oh you're a man you got to be strong you got to be strong for your woman you got to be strong for yourself because you're a man well even if you well not even that if you just if you end up taking it back you just see like guys have a lot on their shoulders mm-hmm. period like especially if you like in like I can say in my circumstances like because me and Craig are married. So he has the weight of the household and then the weight of me and then the weight of Leroy. And then now like we're expecting and then work and then a social, like that's, I mean, women do the same thing too, but I'm just saying like as, and to like make sure that like the house is provided for not saying that like women don't contribute or I don't contribute or whatever the case may be, but that's a lot on just one person's shoulder. You have to think like their brain is constantly, constantly, constantly going. Constantly. And plus, it's like what you were saying about you and Marvin. It's like men are expected to, you know, take care of the household, to have the high paying job, Mm -hmm. to have the car, to be the good man, to be the good friend, the good father, the good brother, and the good husband as well. So it's like all of these expectations just weigh on them so much to the point that they feel like in the expectation of it, they can't cry because that you know, takes them away from how they're showing up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's just that, you know, I see a lot of young brothers out here struggling to share their emotions because it's like that expectation is what keeps them from sharing. I don't even think they know. It's like some, like if you, because I remember in college we did like, I was like an upward bound, like tutor or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, whatever. And a lot of the guys there, they were from the inner city. So they already had certain stuff on their shoulders that they had to deal with just for, and these were like high school kids. So it's like most of the time, like, especially for me or like we're in the burbs, like your only job is to go to school and get good grades. Like that's your only job, but you got to think like in like most inner city, especially here on the South and West side of Chicago, 
school is the least of their concern. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to make it back, back and forth home or they're taking care of their siblings or they're doing whatever. A lot of times they don't even know how to express that they're not okay. Exactly. So a way that they quote unquote express it is by lashing out or being angry or but you have to look at the root of a lot of people of a lot of men and just people in general's problem like why are you angry like let's get to the root of why you're upset like you're not upset because rj decided to like pull a prank on you you're not you're not mad about that like what are you like what are you like what are you genuinely mad about and I think that, like, once you get down to the root of that, that's when it becomes like, okay, now we can talk. Now we can do something. But I feel like most people don't even know how to get down to the root of their problem. Or most men don't even know how to communicate to get to that point because now they're seen as, like, a little bitch. Exactly, or because they're constantly, excuse me, y'all, but it's like they're constantly suppressing their emotions that when it comes time for that pot that is finally boiling over they lash out and it doesn't make it right to lash out but it's like i've been a person that has suppressed my emotions in the Mm -hmm. past and i know how it is to you know lash out when finally what you're putting at bay constantly constantly it finally boils over and i have literally gone crazy yeah they're looking at me like that's why i bring up stuff from months ago and it's because like when you suppress your emotions it's just bound to come out but that used to be me and craig though because when we first got together like when we actually realized we was gonna be like serious and shit like Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we both realized like oh okay like we really in this i was like i would always be like dude bro like why are you bringing up stuff like we had this disagreement literally like four or five months ago i'd be like yo the hell is your problem and I would, I would have to think, because me personally, like, I can argue and let it go. Like, that's probably real toxic, but it's cool. It's no, whatever. But I argue <laughs> and I don't let it go. No. I like say I would, but in reality, I have a hard See, arguing is not good for me because I go yeah. below the belt. I go below the belt and, I sit, and I'm, I'm chopping you off at the knees and it's just not okay. I and I, hell Yeah. And then, <laughs> but I've realized, like, I've realized, like, when you say stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. there's no taking it back. You can yeah, apologize for it. Back. But you can't, people aren't going to forget the words that you said. So I realized, like, it's just better for me. It's just better for me not to say. Even my jokes can get a little too much. So I just, look, I can't do it. But, like, I would be like, why are you, like, like, what? And then I had to realize, like, how my husband was raised Mm. played a huge part in it. And, I mean, he was raised from an amazing family. Like, his parents are still together. He has, you know, like, siblings, like, they get along and stuff. But, like, they don't do roundtable discussions. That's what it is. And... I grew up, and I grew up in a two-parent household, loving family, same, you know, same exact thing, whatever, but mm-hmm. with my family, with my parents, aunts, uncles, my cousins, my brother, if you do something to me that I don't appreciate or I don't, whatever, I'm coming to you like, yo, I love you, but I don't like the way you did X, Y, and Z, like or yeah. hey, mom, or hey, auntie, I, you know, I love you. I respect you. It's difficult for me to say, but I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily okay with how X, Y, and Z played out. But that's the But thing. that's hard. But a lot of people don't. And the thing about roundtable discussions is everybody at the table has to be able to listen and talk. And, ta- and that's something that I realized that my husband, they don't really do. No, because a lot of black families are like that. Like, yeah. my family, we didn't have roundtable discussions. It was just almost... It just felt like noise. 
Oh, wow. Going back and forth, just noise. Like nobody was listening to each other at all. And so or like you would get in a disagreement exactly. and then you would act like nothing ever happened. And then like and then five quiet, years pass. Yeah, Ooh. like who? I'm not, That's no. How it was. And so it's like with that, especially with men, they're taught to, you know, like you were saying about your husband, he wasn't raised with no. round table discussions. So it just kind of puts that trauma there even more in suppressing your emotions, not talking about anything and thinking, okay, let me just, you know, go yeah. And now he knows how to do round table discussions. And now, personally, the man talked too damn much. I, I mean, I mean like, but no, I'm saying, it's, that's it. See, what I'm saying, my jokes are not. See what I'm saying? Yeah. These jokes are, but like, in a good way, like if something is genuinely wrong, he'll be like, "Hey, look, I ain't trying, I ain't trying to piss you off today, but I don't like the way you did X, Y, Z, or I didn't like the comment that you." So you have to be able to communicate and say, like, although we, you know, joke or whatever, like that went a little too far for my liking. But it's just simple communications like that. But roundtable discussions are huge. But I, like you said, I don't think a lot of the way a lot of men were raised, I don't think they know how to do so. And also, I'm going to step on a lot of people's so too, but I'm going to say it anyway. Y'all um, single baby moms, your son is not your man. I think no. that plays a part in it. That plays a part in it too. That but who am I? Now nah, I'm canceled. Because you said now you're canceled. Now, I'm going to cancel some, because, because. No, but it's, it's, a, it's a real here. thing. It's like, a, how, many, how many single moms do you like? Do you know or you see or whatever, and you they be like, oh, Billy is the man of the house. No, how is like I don't. I don't agree with that because like, I would see like some TikTok videos where you know this one mom it it went viral on Twitter, but basically this mom you know took her son's phone, and there was a girl calling his phone. Mm. Mind you, he's like 16, 17 years old, and so you know she's texting back and forth with the girl. And the girl on the text message was like, who are you? And his mom was like, well, I need to know who you are. And she didn't identify herself yet, right? And so it comes all the way to the point where she's just like, well, I'm his mother. I'm the first first woman in his life. You are not. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, See, that's another, that's, that that that's is a, very toxic because I just think, you know, even though you don't have a man in the household, and I hope I don't get canceled. But see what no, but see, but see what happens so because when little Billy but, decides to get married um, one day, he's gonna have to find a way to balance his wife and his mom. And this is this is another thing too, yeah. like because I I say Craig is a mama's boy through and through. But I love the relationship that he has with his mom. Like his mom is him and his mom, they're tight, they're thick as I call them the cackling hen because when they get together, you can guarantee they either talking about somebody, talking about something. They just they have a great relationship. And I love that. And I would never take that away because how I am with my mom or my dad, I wouldn't want nobody to take that away from me. But at the same time, I don't feel like me and my mother-in-law was a juggling act. You know what I mean? Like she like, and I don't want to say she knows when to say it because that's not, that's like not, not the right words for it either. But like, I know that that's your mom and I know it's some lines that I wouldn't cross and vice versa. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's mutual respect on each lines for, okay, I'm his wife, you his mom, trust me. I don't want to be his mom. So please like ha- have that, have that bond with him, but also know like now we're a team and we have a household and we make decisions that, you know, that work for the betterment of us. And it, and it's okay because sometimes she may not like those decisions 
or she may not understand those decisions or she may be like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. But at the same time, she's not his wife. So it's two separate it's two separate things. But I, I don't But I don't think the mom should have texted. No. That was a uh-uh. it uh, was very weird and it kind of opened the discussion for like just because you don't have the person in your household, like say like you don't have that father figure in your household. First of all, they ain't paying no bills there. You don't have that partner or whatever, does it mean that you have to take that same title of what you want and put that on, you know, your son. Correct. Because it's not right. Because it's like, that's forever going to be your son. He doesn't know how to be, you know, your husband. Because I just think, you know, that's just very incestuous. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But it it does, it does. But it does get hard with the stigma, especially yeah, like now being pregnant. Like, and if we do have a boy, because we still don't know the gender. If we do decide, if we not, if we decide, because it ain't up to us. But if we do have a boy, like how they say, like if a kid falls and they like get up, you don't have to cry. You're like, no. like I feel like, and I was watching this TikTok and I'm like, am I avocado toast mom? That's what my mom calls them, like us millennial parents or whatever, mm-hmm. where they're like. Let your let Timmy be in his feelings, or let Timmy cry, or let Timmy like us millennial parents like take like feelings and being one because with nature to a whole see, nother you level. See the aftermath if you don't take into account the child's feelings, like yeah. especially especially a little boy, like he will you know internalize a lot to the point that he blows up. Like a lot yeah. of people, you know, trigger warning, but a lot of people. Um, especially boys who internalize a lot of anger that they have over little things, little situations, a lot of them will turn to, you know, extreme measures. And I hate to say it, but, you know, like I said, trigger warning, like literally what happened in Texas, that could have prevented for sure because I feel like it's not just about, you know, listening to a kid's feelings, especially a boy's, but it's about paying attention. That's important too. And I think a lot of times men and boys typically get overlooked. Yes. Like a hundred percent. Like you Because that stigma has been there for a thousand Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It has not changed. Especially in little and black and brown boys. A hundred percent. Especially black and brown boys because it's like I see it a lot in TV shows when it comes to focusing on a black family. Being a film major, I gotta point this out. But literally, like you can see how with the little boys who are growing up in the household, they're told like, oh, don't cry. Uh-huh. You know, if you're hurt, don't cry, don't do this. You don't have to talk about your emotions. But That's I'm like, damn, what if it really hurts? It literally, <laughs> so it's like things like that that are still you know, ringing true today. Yeah. And film and television, and it's changing a little bit, but not as much. And that's another thing in black and brown communities, especially, you know, some places in Chicago, there are not many resources for no. black men to go to. A lot of resources for black men in Chicago right now is literally rap. <laughs> or the street. Or it's the streets, or it's weed. You know, and I'm saying to people like, weed isn't bad, in my opinion, but it's there isn't an outlet where they can just talk. Oh, yeah. They feel comfortable. But not, all, not only that, yeah. uh, Craig says all the time, men are loved for what they can provide compared to women are... Women, kids, animals, whatever, are just love endlessly. Which is, it's sad, but it's it's the honest. It's, it's the honest to God true. truth. Because most men go by three things. What women they got on their arm, how much money they got in their pocket, and then um, 
the eggs and then like what type exactly what type of job or career they have if any one of those three things is missing from you can guarantee low confidence upset that's just Just genuine that that's just genuinely how men are because if you find a man that may not have that may be broke Mm -hmm. you can forget about it because most men are ruled by money like how much money do you have in your pocket or if they don't have the woman on their arm that they would particularly want or none at all now they feel left out then it's like career. If you find a man who feels as though he's not where he wants to be career-wise, now that's emotional, confident. It, it's a lot. It's like a domino effect for all of them. They all go together. So if one of those pillars is off or gone, you can forget the whole entire thing. Honestly, it's just like with us as women, um, there is a lot up against us. I'm not dismiss that oh like, yeah <laughs> well, yeah women definitely have their own yeah, battles we, but we have our own battles but i feel like just viewing things on a more equal playground men go through things too and it's not about like oh you know me too da, 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 da. it's about men do go through things mm-hmm. and, you know i feel like a lot uh, especially the suicide rates for black men and brown men is skyrocketing oh 100 okay? percent it's, it's just crazy because a lot of them don't have, you know, the space to talk about things. And when you're surrounded by people who just, you know, are telling you to keep strong, mm-hmm. keep, your head, keep your head up, brother. It's like, I can't. <laughs> I yeah. need somebody to talk to. It's just, it's hard enough as it is for a lot of men to be men in this world. And when you add on the things like Khadija was just talking about, like not being financially well off, not having the things that you want that some men think add up into them being a man Uh um that just creates you know mental turmoil and they don't know how to deal with that a lot of men just more problems more problems they they just deal with it in their own ways that aren't really helping and i just think there needs to be more spaces because men should be loved for not only what they provide but just genuinely for who they are that much i agree to 100 percent for sure exactly so I feel like with that being said, ending it on a good note, check in with your male friends, check in with your uncles, your brothers, your play cousins, all of them, all of them, because you you have no idea how much somebody is hurting until you actually, you know, ask them and give them the space to just get it out if they eat. choose to. If they choose to. And I hate when people do this. If somebody asks like how you're doing, just let them talk. Yeah. Nobody asks for your. I can't stand. Oh, I can't stand. That, that. Yeah, just let them talk. Just let them be. You know, give them the space that they feel like they don't have. So, yeah. Alrighty, until next time, y'all. We're over and out. Bye. <laughs> Bye.